live from our respective apartments. It's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Kitty Claire Nava and Chris Duncan Goodman. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. It's just meaningful plastic at Dancing with the... What did I do wrong already? Uh, no, I'm just laughing because I, to make up for last week, did a really short knobber, and you didn't even have the ability to react because a certain cat jumped onto your, like, table well, right I, then. I, okay, can I, ta- can I talk you through all of my thought process? <laughs> all of my thought process was, I am listening to you say, Katie Clay and, and Chris, and I was like, oh, did, like, the Wi-Fi cut out? Like, is there an internet issue? And so I heard you. I didn't place it that it went with last week. I ruined everything. Well, but Carter's here and he's cute. And he just jumped down. And you know what, Chris? I'm just doing the best I can. It's just meaningful plastic. A Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. We're doing real good, folks. Why am and I like thing this? is funny. It's very funny. I just was not <laughs> able to give you anything. Well, I just, it was just like a cascading series of events from that. And then here's a cat. And I'm just like, okay, here we go. We are living our best podcast lives. Yeah, we are. It is weeks three and four of season eight. We are getting through the beginning of the season and we're going to Okay, to but... Like, very exciting couple of episodes because, I mean, three, whatever, Sambas with no Samba rules, there you go. But in uh, in week four... Oh, Katie. Oh, Katie. We get Lindy Hops, which, uh, whatever. And we get Argentine (laughs) Tangos. I'm going to have so many words about them. I know. I'm so excited. And, and so do, like, the do you energy- realize, do you realize the first two Argentine tangos we have to talk about in this episode though, based on the order we're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so no, here I we don't are. actually. No, wait, no, I don't. Oh yeah, I do. Oh yeah, I do. You <laughs> so know here, what? here we are like Argentine tangos, the best dances. It's going to be so exciting. And we lead it off with those two. Yeah. You know, I just, (laughs) I have a really big, like, I'm, I've been goading Chris. I tried to play it cool. I couldn't play it cool. Chris is very aware of, like, how I'm kind of feeling. And so it's like, I'm bringing such a joyous energy. But then Chris just keeps reminding me, like, (laughs) we have to talk about other people. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I don't just get to gush for the entire two hours. I do have some negative thoughts to share. I don't know what I'm doing. I, 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 I don't I, know I, what I'm doing today. I okay. No, we can, we can't talk about who you yep. love yet. We can't do these. No, things. no, 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 no. We're going to kick us off with Real Housewives star. I love that I always call her that, even though this is that's so after the fact. Real Housewives star Denise Richards and her partner Maxim Shermakovsky in week three performing a samba and i believe they lead off the night that night as well they do and then they also close out the dance off and then go home wow i have a feeling we'll never hear of denise richards again (laughs) katie i'm so mad that you got to make that joke first because i was saving it for when we 
finish talking about her. <laughs> well, I didn't do it right, so you can do it better at uh, the end. Uh, hey, do we ever do it right? No, that's the point. No. You just you misquote Lisa Rinna, and it makes it great. Yep. Amen. I did love the video you sent me of, like, all of the times they do it. It, it was good. And it truly, I love that they play it back-to-back with a clip of Rinna's actual quote. Yeah. So that it's completely made clear, this is an incorrect quote. It is misquoted. But I have a feeling, no. Oh, okay. Anyway, a samba. Um. This was a really chill samba song. Yes. Yes. I I got no excitement from the dance, from the song. The package talks about how she thinks too much and just needs to dance. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like she's having fun in no. the performance. So I'm like, okay, well, she's thinking too much. And she's not having fun. Her timing felt a bit off to me at times. It felt like she was moving before Max. Um, she, like, this was a dance I truly was like, she's not connected to the music at all. I almost wondered if she forgot a part of the dance. Like, it just, yeah, it wasn't a great samba. It wasn't a great way to start off the night. And um, they do sort of do a samba role, but it's like weirdly like high up and slow it was just weird i just wasn't my wasn't my favorite dance Mm -hmm. this scored a 16 out of 35 a 6 and a 5 when they danced it again for the dance off uh they improved their score significantly 677 for a 20 however despite outscoring the other person in the dance off Denise Richards is sent home. So, Katie, what are your final thoughts on Denise's long tenure on Dancing with the Stars? I thought she was enjoyable. I appreciated her being on there, but just she was inconsistent, and it's just too bad. Are you surprised that she went home? Yes. Yeah, I kind of can't believe that she goes home second. Yeah, I, like would think she would have more people voting for her but who am i i know it it just seems very strange that she ends up leaving yeah but i guess we'll never hear from denise richards again Sing. speaking of that other person in the dance off good news it's the person who goes home next week Um, So, bottom two member in week three and one of two eliminated contestants in week four, let's talk about Playboy Playmate, Holly Madison. I enjoy her personality. They had a rough package and she seemed very defeated going into the Samba. Um, But for the dance itself, I thought she had good hips, good bounce. She really needed to work on face and performing, but I thought that she did the routine okay. Um, I felt zero connection between her and Dimitri, which not that you have a ton of connection in a Samba, but like when you're out there with a person, you should always be playing with them and feel connected to them. And I just never really got that with the two of them. Um, and you could definitely tell she was thinking about a lot of the steps, but I, I felt like the routine as a whole was like fine. It didn't really come together for me. 
I just thought she looked uncomfortable the whole time. Samba mm-hmm. did not seem to be in her wheelhouse, and she seemed to know it wasn't in her wheelhouse. Or at least felt it wasn't, so therefore it was a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, this one this one didn't work for me. But I like Holly. She's kind of the yes. patron saint of go girl, give us nothing. Because yeah. like she kind of doesn't do anything, but she's just appealing. She can just sort of have that bland smile on her face. And I think, wow, she's so charming. I know, because I want to be like, yeah, no, I love her, but like, I couldn't tell you, like, a funny moment. I couldn't quote Holly Madison to you. I couldn't be like, don't you remember the super, like, endearing moment? But, like, she just is charming. She's appealing with absolutely no reason. Yeah. The first time they do the Samba, it scores 17, 5, 6, 6. When they do it for... The dance-off, Carrie Ann changes her score to a six, so it scores 18. That is enough mm-hmm. to save them for one week. Unfortunately, Holly cannot survive a double elimination. In week four, Holly and Dimitri dance an Argentine tango that involves a stool that... For what reason? Okay, so... I, kind of I think we it, know though. the reason because it, we find out in the package that she injured her ribs. And so she starts out on this like stool. But when I say stool, I mean like a diner stool. Like it has like a red leather like cushion to it. And it just looks so out of place. And I feel like it had to be because of the ribs or something. Oh, I assume that. I I don't know. I thought it kind of worked because she's able to sort of swivel on it. Now, obviously, it the stool causes a snafu. And as she says, she forgets the rest of the dance after that. I just, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't like it. I didn't love it. I didn't understand it. Okay, but outside of the stool, did you hate the rest of it? No. But I was just the stool. Like they start on the stool and it wobbles, and so I literally just started off mad. And I was like, "If we didn't have the stool, we wouldn't be here." Um, but they do a very, very cool leg move that was really entertaining to watch. Um, she still felt awkward at times, and I couldn't tell if that was the ribs and maybe she was in pain. But like. All in all, I found it still, like, a decent routine, and I maybe agreed with Len's score, but didn't agree with the other two. I thought it was, once again, a little more timid. Her face was betraying her. She clearly wasn't feeling it. She clearly wasn't in it, and it caused the whole dance to just sort of be meh to me. Yeah. Were you getting much, like, I wasn't getting very sultry, and I don't know if her face would have saved that. Because Kate, well, I think her face was doing the exact opposite of it, which, no matter what, took me out of that. Yeah. It was both, like, sometimes scared, sometimes it just looked blank. Yeah. Which is a shame, because I think she's better than what we saw of her, and Mm -hmm. I think nerves really did get her every time. And I... I think in some ways she probably didn't help herself 
mentally because she said from the beginning she knew she had less time than everybody else. Yeah. I think she used that to kind of psych herself out. Well, there's a really awkward moment, I believe, on the live show because Holly had made a comment in her package of like, oh, I'm sure Dimitri wishes he still had Jewel. And Samantha asks Dimitri, not do you wish you still had Jewel, but like brings up the comment and like Dimitri is like, yeah, I love Jewel. And like, it just, he didn't play it off as well as like, okay, Derek Huff would be like, of course I miss Jewel, but my partner and I are doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Dimitri never adds that. And it's just like, yeah, Jewel was wonderful. And it's, it's just, I always read tension between the two of them. I I think they just had not enough time and yeah she I'm not going to say she was a head case but it feels like we're starting to really delve into the psychology of Holly Madison. That's what I do, Chris. This Argentine tango scores a 16. Len gives it a 6. The other two give it fives. And I feel like sixes are appropriate. I don't know. A five feels a hair too harsh, but that's just me. I'm a softie. I thought a five was fine. Looks like we'll never hear from Holly Madison again. (laughs) That should honestly be our new way to say goodbye to contestant. Every eliminated contestant. Well, I have a feeling we'll never hear of Chiel Marini again. stupid i love it oh am i sounding enough like samantha harris in week four yet what did she do in week three uh samantha was sick in week four which is the week number i said and i'm just like oh is my voice sounding low and sexy enough yet kind of i wasn't that i feel like samantha like wasn't bringing it she was she she was i thought she was fine in week three i thought week four not on her a game no clearly not but like even week three there were a couple moments where i was like what is she like i don't know there was one question that made no sense to me and i wish that i could remember what it was but it was like yeah it led nowhere it wasn't fun it's just like what are we doing but uh i was a little I was proud of myself because when Samantha started week four, it was like, Samantha has to be sick because her voice sounds it. Yeah. Then one or two contestants later, she mentions, oh, you guys, I'm sick. And then she doesn't stop talking about being sick for like four contestants. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was annoyed by that. You know, we're not all perfect. I mean, Chris and I are, but like some of the people actually associated with the show are not always perfect. Speaking of people who aren't perfect, let's talk about our fourth eliminated person of season eight. It's the Wizard of Waz himself, the Segway King. Let's talk about Steve Wozniowski and his partner, <laughs> Karina Smirnoff. Yes, you finally got his last name right. <laughs> I mean, he's got a sweet personality, but unfortunately, I do somewhat agree with Carrie Ann. 
that eventually the novelty wears off. And his samba is atrocious. <laughs> Just not good. I mean, he's very bouncy. Hips are non-existent. He sort of does the worm. Like, he got through it, and it just, it was not good. You know? The timing is off. He attempts technique, but doesn't do it. Uh, Yeah. He's not close enough for Karina's ending move, so she ends up in, like, a back bend. (laughs) There you have it. Like it just—it's yeah, it's I, I, unfortunate because he does have a nice personality, and then I have in like we're not here to talk about personality. We're here to talk about his dances, and so then I feel like I come across as so harsh. But like Steve Wozniowski is a decent human being. Yeah, he's he's lovely. He's trying really hard, but just. Like you said, Carrie Ann said, the novelty wears off. And it's just like, well, this isn't going to be fun anymore. Yep. And guess what? It wasn't. It is the lowest score in, I believe, Tom says six seasons. It's a 10. Yeah. 4 3 3. But it's, as Steve says, hey, we got a 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they dance an Argentine tango in a week. <laughs> Speaking of having Holly on a stool, good news. Karina says, what if Steve just sits in a chair for a while? Yeah. And honestly, I think the I'm happy. The best part of that. the dance. <laughs> I mean, Karina really did look gorgeous in this oh, dance. Oh, she did so well. She was great. And that is literally the only thing I have to say about this dance. Yeah, I literally, I wrote down, Karina looked great. I mean, I found him lacking. And then I went to judge's comments. (laughs) He just cannot execute. No. No. At, At all. Like, and it's, there really doesn't feel like there's improvement. It would be one thing if, like, because there are other contestants in this season who you can tell, like, just can't get it. But it does feel like they are doing so much more than he. It just, it he really doesn't have it. Well, think about some of the older male contestants or, like, people who are, quote-unquote, out of shape. Yeah. Um, it, when you think of some of those contestants, you can see improvements and changes yes. week to week. They're just not apparent for Steve. Correct. So, bye, boy. This dance is overscored. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight fours for a 12. Thankfully, he is not able to survive into week five, because if he had, woof. I think I would have just, like, I would have been so distraught if he would have. <laughs> It's it's weird to be like, yeah, him surviving two eliminations before this feels far too long for him. I'm like, I'm not mad that we saw him on the live show and the packages yeah. for these four weeks. But I'm mad I watched four dances. <laughs> <laughs> Words right out of my mouth. So that is everything we have to say about Steve Wozniakiki Wawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawaw
And now we get into the people who are not eliminated, so... The fun part! The rest, the, the nine who are left. We begin with comedian David Allen Greer and Kim Legs for Days Johnson. I am loving his personality. He is really, really growing on me. I am definitely, like, the first two weeks I wasn't confident if I loved him and Kim's partnership, but I'm definitely seeing, like, genuine friendship coming out of them. I am so here for this. In week three, he performs a foxtrot, and I really liked it to nobody's surprise because I am a slut for foxtrots and (laughs) and I don't like this I don't like that I don't like that at all (laughs) and I loved the opening like staging of Kim on the stairs and him on the floor and they're doing the Mm -hmm. kicks his kicks were great I thought it was very, very well choreographed and very well performed for him. They looked good in unison. They had good connection. There were a couple of times where I needed a bit more body contact and a couple of times where I felt like he looked kind of stiff in hold. And I feel like I need him to open up his chest and like put his shoulders back a bit when he's in hold. But I was very impressed with this routine. The judges were as well. I... No! (laughs) No! I didn't dislike it. But you and the judges certainly liked it a lot more than I did. What did you not like about it? So I thought the styling of it was great. I thought he captured the character and the mood of the dance, which is true. I did like that initial staging as well. For me, A, his butt was sticking out for a large portion of the dance. So his okay. his posture didn't do it for me. And the okay. other thing is, it was just a little low energy slow for me. And I wanted more. And I, I, I understand because you're going to be like, but it's a foxtrot. What can you do? And, and I hear you and I see you. But compared to the other foxtrots, I was just like, this seems lacking in some way. You know, I hear you and I see you and I respect your opinion. And like, I disagree. And I felt like he had good energy and I thought it was a good... I, I didn't find it lacking in comparison to other foxtrots, um, but that's just me. And I mean, we had some good contestants doing foxtrots, so I could understand how that might, mm-hmm. you might come away feeling that way. It just, it and just didn't excite me. I just can't relate to that because I found it incredibly exciting. <laughs> I, like, it seems that you were overwhelmed by it. I was whelmed. Yeah. At least well, I wasn't I just, weren't his kicks just impressive to you? Like that, like that was the yes. stuff. Th- those I was like, wow, that's very nice. He's a member of the Rockettes. Yes, he is. Not actually, but did you like getting to hear him sing in the red room with Melissa? Or with not Melissa, with Samantha. I mean, Mel- Melissa was there. She was present. <laughs> no, I find him fun. And he's Again, I I know I keep using the word charming for so many of these people, but he is. He is. All eights, 24. 
And in week four, he kicks off the night with our first Lindy Hop. I think it is important for us to say Chris and I have never seen them before. I have no idea what does and does not make a good Lindy Hop. But as the experts on this podcast, we are going to rip them all to shreds. Okay. They described the Lindy Hop in this package of like, oh, it's sort of like a jive, but with more flips, more tricks, a little more hopping. And I was like, is that not how they described uh, uh, And I believe they used the word cartoonish. Is all of that not just how we described the jitterbug last season? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty GD I, sure. Uh, when I say is this, I know ex- that's exactly it's how they It's because I it. know for a fact that is exactly how we described that's like, it. So what makes it a Lindy Hop as opposed? Now, it did seem there is a lot of jumping Very involved yeah. and like one step hops. So I get it. But just like that doesn't help us describe what the Lindy Hop is. Now this one, I thought some of the lifts looked labored. But I thought he did overall a good job. I had a lot of fun watching it. It was a good time. Yes. It was a good routine. Um, I definitely had fun. They had great energy. I felt like, and I've never really thought this before, I felt as though they complemented each other really well out there, mm-hmm. where they just looked right together. Yeah. Um, I will say, I do feel like he lost some steam throughout the performance. I would agree that some of the tricks felt labored. And I do not know if this is supposed to be in line of a Lindy Hop, but I almost wanted a bit more precision out of his feet. But it was a very entertaining dance. Mm-hmm. And it was a good first Lindy Hop. Yes. Slightly sl- lower score than his previous week. He scores 22. Two sevens and an eight from Carrie Ann. Next week, not next week, that's the end of David. Bye, Dave. We'll see you next week. <laughs> and I have a feeling we'll never hear of David again. <laughs> no, I have a feeling we will hear from David again. You like me. You really, really like me. Like that chick who won the Oscar? Put some respect on Sally Field's name. (laughs) That made me mad. This is a Sally Field's stan account. Can I ask you something that I feel like should probably be edited out of the podcast? Keep in mind... You've said that before, and then I don't edit some of this stuff out, so... I know, but I feel like this lightly. one might end up getting edited out. What does simp mean? <laughs> like, when someone's like, oh, are we a simp account? I had someone ask me that, and I said yes, but I don't know what I agreed to. <laughs> I'll, I'll read you a definition. Uh, because... Because I, I feel like precision is good here. Um, so a simp, uh, someone who does way too much for a person they like. Um, okay. Or essentially, um, a man who puts the hose before the bros. Okay. Okay, that's not too bad. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with what I, I, I agreed to. I mean, no, it isn't, but it just is great. 
so what, what what was the context of that? Who were you simping for? Um, Andrew Dismukes, Dismukes, Dismukes on SNL. Okay. I, I that's that's not where I thought that was gonna go. Well, it's because like, oh, so Harry I said Styles, we were like. I said we were a stan account, and then it made me think that my friend and I were like. Andrew Dismukes is not necessarily like that cute, and both of us were talking about SNL, and we were talking about all the people leaving and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Yeah, you think I'm just gonna have Andrew Dismukes be my favorite new person on SNL? Probably, but it's gonna hurt." And then my friend was like, "I find Andrew Dismukes very attractive, and I need some time to think about that." And I was like, "I find Andrew Dismukes very attractive, and I have not felt confident or comfortable or safe enough to say that to." anyone and he said so are we an Andrew Dismukes simp account and I was like absolutely and I had zero idea what that meant well I'm glad that you feel safe expressing something that you already expressed on social means well I have I mean it was in the DMs so oh well I'm glad that this podcast is a safe space for you well, I was, I mean, hoping that all of this would get edited out, but it, I'm as I talk to you more, I have a feeling it's not going to. So, you know, Andrew Dismukes, if you want to come on this podcast and tell me how to spell your last, or say your last name correctly, feel free to, and I will put you before the bros. Speaking of hoes, let's talk about Lil' Kim. Yeah! I love her. <laughs> okay, she, I don't love her. I don't necessarily love her like I'm going to talk about people that I love later. No, but I love her. Because she is, like, it's so funny. She, like, just yells all the time. Like, just screams constantly in their packages. And I find it so funny and charming and delightful and for most people i would be like this is so stupid and annoying but with her it works like Mm -hmm. she just does all of the right things to just charm me yes i'm so curious to know during the package Derek and kim are clearly doing something on the floor because like nothing is happening in the package and the audience just goes crazy Yes, and then they stop yes. cheering, and then they do it again, like seconds later. So yes. I want to know what was happening in the ballroom. I also wanted to know because I was like, oh, like you know, maybe wasn't paying the close of a, closest of attention to their package, and so then I was like, oh, what did I miss? And like, I kept just being like, I'm not missing. Like, clearly something is happening, and I don't know if it's the hype guy getting them hyped or if they are doing something on the floor. Mm-hmm. This samba is really good. Is really good. The fringe yellow skirt is yes. so okay. that is like the iconic Lil Kim outfit to me from Disney. It looks so good on her. The way it makes her hips look, it makes her look like she's doing so 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 well. It was fun, it was precise, it was loose, exciting. Her hips were on fire her body rolls all of it was fabulous that's what you were gonna say right i wish that she would extend her arms a little more and i felt that she lost stamina over the course of the dance 
I don't know if I disagree with you. I don't know. So I thought it, I, I do think it's a very good Samba, but I yeah. left it a little disappointed because it starts in one place and doesn't hold that level. Well, how did you find the choreography and the routine? Because I think Len basically insinuates, because he says this is a comment for Derek, and he's like, the further your steps go from a dance, the more it loses its flavor. So do you think that was part of it for you? Maybe it's that. I would I would probably have to watch it again to decide okay. if I agree with okay. that. And honestly, okay. probably won't watch it again. <laughs> well, and of course you would agree with one, so. I can't tell if that's supposed to be a mean comment. No, I would literally never say anything mean to you ever. Chris, I love you. Eight, eight, nine, twenty-five. And in week four, they are our first Argentine tango of the evening. Of the series, even. Of the series, yes. And you know, Derek just doesn't really know Argentine tangos that well. He's not very familiar with them. And I'm just like, oh boy, because you're going to have some great Argentine tangos in your future. Yeah. So, Chris, I feel like Argentines are, like, you know, I have my dances that are definitely, like, my dances. But, like, the Argentine really does seem like your number one. Is that a fair thing to say? Katie, I've been trying to parse. Okay, I'll spoil what I thought of this dance. I think it's incredible. I think this Argentine tango... I, I was gobsmacked. I was in love with it. I was like, that is sizzling. It it just, it's incre- it is an incredible dance. Yeah. And, and I was trying to parse out, am I feeling this way because I haven't gotten to watch an Argentine tango for this show yet in eight seasons? And I'm so excited that they're here and the anticipation and the fact that it's not a letdown like Holly and Steve's are later in the night that we start yeah. with a really good Argentine. It's like, am I just... Am I scoring the fact that it's an Argentine tango, or am I scoring this particular dance? And you know what? I don't think it matters. I think this is, I think this is a great Argentine. She, the lines she forms, Arr! the passion, the the like musicality of it, her yeah. footwork. I mean, she shows such strength. So, Katie, to answer your question, yes, the Argentine is my number one, and there's not there is nothing that comes close to it. There is nothing yeah. close. Yeah. We know. I knew. They might not have known, but I knew. Um, I will say I definitely agree with you. I actually think this is just like a genuinely very well done Argentine tango. My only, only, only criticism is I don't necessarily get like sultry seductive from them and that's just me i realize as you're saying sultry seductive i shouldn't have my mouth in that position uh because it was it was more meant of shock and awe you you didn't feel turned on by that no i mean yes but not like but no, because it was, it was incredible. Her lines are incredible. I loved their opening leg work is mesmerizing. 
Um, I loved the move of her, like, wrapping around his leg and turning. They had great body contact. They had great connection. But I just wasn't getting, like, the slinkiness of it. It felt a little too, like, flashy. And so, um, that was just me. That was just me. Mm, No. Considering some slink and sultriness we'll talk about later, that was just me. I I know, but they're they're two very different interpretations of the same thing, and it works. I no, I I loved it. I love her. This dance is unfortunately it can't be the best dance of the night or of these two. It like it isn't. It it just simply isn't. Yeah, but it is. It isn't. No, it's not. It isn't. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait, no, it's not. But it is. Nine, eight, ten, twenty-seven. I'm on team Bruno here. Are you really? Ten? You would give it a ten? It, not even close. It, it, I wish I had an eleven. Really? Katie, again, I don't know if I'm judging the dance or the fact that it's an Argentine tango, but I loved this. Okay, okay, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I want to make it clear. I really don't love it too. Like I know, but I know, but you didn't love it enough. I know. I know. It's just that I don't love you enough. I know that. What's that from? That's Jamie's line to Paul in Company. Yes, I was like, I know it. I know that line, Chris. Of course, I don't have all of Company fully committed to memory yet. Oops. Uh, Now, Katie. You have been teasing for so long about a, co- a contestant that you have come yeah. to love. Yeah. That that we all knew was coming. Luckily, it is not Chuck Wicks, who is our next contestant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did, Question. Just... Question. Did you, did you believe that I thought it was Chuck in that moment? Because that was what I was hoping. No, I knew, okay. we were, I knew what we were doing. Okay. I knew that. Well, that's I knew it was bad. a bait and switch. Yeah. Um, and especially because, like, I just, I want to get through Chuck as quick as possible because I have such few complimentary things to say about him. And so I think especially how I feel about him, the fact that you were trying to go for, like, oh, it's Chuck. I was like, well, he knows. He knows. It's written all over my face. It's not him. We'll talk about week four when we get there. So just, uh, what I'll say from week three is... He's just, like, generically cute and, like, er, like generically, like, attractive, and therefore I don't get it. I'm just, like, a, I don't understand the appeal here. No, I'm just like a, at he's, all. He's bland. He's bland. He's, like, condescending. He, I just, I don't like it. It was, like, in week three, it's, like, oh, now we're taking it seriously. Now you give a crap because you got good critiques in week two. Now you want to actually try. Okay. And, like, it, I just didn't care for it. Um, the Julianne foxtrot. Looks, Julianne looks elegant in this silver dress for their foxtrot. Yes. Yes. The song made it not feel like a foxtrot to me, and I don't even remember what the song was, but I know that that kind of took me out of it a little bit. There were moments that impressed me, but I just don't really like him. I think the dance was okay. 
Sometimes his shoulders came up and I wanted more energy from him in the performance. But he also was performing the most he's performed up to this point. Mm -hmm. I agree with everything you've said. I don't like to read directly from my notes, but I just like this thing that I wrote. So, quote, I dislike that he is improved. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's basic. I mean, that's basically what my notes were was like, I know that this is a decent dance, but I don't want to compliment him. On that dance, he scores a 23, an 8, a 7, and an 8. In week four... I'm not I'm not going to say that a corner has been turned for me. I refuse to say that. But I think this is the most genuinely likable that he is in a package. I think maybe I just dislike him a lot more than you because I, I can't I even don't, give him that. Katie, I don't like him and I again found myself like I don't like that I like this but he he comes off as a little more goofy. They've mostly dropped, like, talking about them dating. They've mostly dropped words like that. And I feel like we actually got to know him a little bit because at first he's a little bit goofy and looser, and then he's like, I'm really vulnerable and nervous because of the lifts, and here's why. And I was like, oh, I feel like I'm actually learning a little bit about him. Now, do I like him? No. Do I still find, like, what is he bringing to the show? I don't know. But somehow, he's let, he's slightly more tolerable this time around. You don't even have to respond to that, because I understand. You just don't like him, and I mean, I don't yeah. really either, so we're fine. Um, Julianne gets a lot of height on the lifts in their Lindy Hop. Like, she just jumps yeah. so high. Yeah. Chuck is a lot younger than David Allen Greer, and somehow... David felt so much more athletic and in motion and the judges like this a lot more than I did. It was a fun routine. It did feel like work to him. I felt like Julianne was outperforming him and he did look ahead of time um, at at moments. Um, But he had good energy in his feet. I mean, it was a dance. Yep. 87722. Great. Yeah. We're do- we're done with Chuck. Bye. Unfortunately, it's not bye forever, Chuck. Nope, not yet. We move on to NFL legend Lawrence Taylor and his partner, Edita Slowinska. In week three, they perform a samba. Chris, did you feel the party in his dance? I sort of did. I was afraid it was going to be far too mechanical because I love this package. I love this package so much. They are really highlighting how much he's putting into this, how much he's caring about this, how much rehearsal time they're doing. But they do it in such a fun way of like... Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, But they they show him like, I want to get the steps exactly right. I want to do this. And that made me worried it was going to be robotic, that it was going to be, I'm going to hit the move, but where is the fun of the Samba? I thought he actually nailed the feeling a lot more than he always nailed some of the moves. Yes. I love what they talk about it. Like in the package, he's like, I had to give up my golf game. 
and you kind of like start to roll your eyes and he's like and i never give up my golf game and like it was it was so sweet and it's not a delivery i would expect from him and like mm-hmm. it was so i just really am buying into him and it surprisingly does not have that much to do with Edita because normally I feel like I love Edita's partners because of her, but like he's just genuinely charming in and of yes. himself. Doesn't I mean, hurt that he's with Edita. <laughs> oh, it does not hurt. And I will say it also helps in the next week when it's clear that Melissa and Lawrence are becoming friends because she's it's talking th- about I like, think it's you this have one. to golf with me. No, I thought it was the yes. next week. I think it's this week because I was excited to see if it would be addressed in either of their packages the following week, and it wasn't, and I was disappointed. Um, but no, it was after Melissa's Foxtrot that she like oh, I guess it leans be. back and does the thing. It's so cute, and I and she agree. just says like, "Oh, now Lawrence has to take me golfing. He has to spend a day with me," and it. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like mildly distraught behind like he doesn't look super enthused but like it's so i i loved it um he loves golf the samba was fun he needed to work on his hips a little bit more and sometimes it felt like he was walking but i felt such genuine joy from him in the routine that it made up for some of those mistakes because as we know Chris wants the technical, I want the emotional. And so as long as I'm feeling genuine joy, I'm happy. Uh, Okay, I know this is going back a minute, but question. Do you think we'll get a Lawrence and Edita go golfing package? And if we do, how delightful is Edita going to be while golfing? I hope we get a package of them golfing and... Can you just picture her in a little golf skirt with, with leg warmers? Leg warmers? <laughs> like, it will be, of course it will be charming and perfect. Their Samba scores a 20. Six from Len, seven from the outer judges. And then they dance in Argentine. This package, Katie, you said, oh, I'm liking Lawrence not just because of Edita. I have literally, for both the dance and the package, I wrote nothing specifically about Lawrence at all. In in four, four, like, notes for myself. Nothing about Lawrence. Well, his package was, like, it wasn't anything to, like, write home about. They just brought uh, Alec in. Excuse me. We got to watch Alec... We got to watch Lady Legwarmer and the Iceman do an Argentine tango in snippets. Only parts of it. Only yeah. parts of it. Excuse me. That was enough for me. I was like, okay, my, my God. That was my bad. That's my bad. I hated the back ruffle on her dress. Yes. I hated it. I spent the whole time just watching her. And I loved her. Well, okay. So... <sighs> I felt a little disappointed because I kind of wish he had done 
more in the dance because it was like a lot of Argentine. It's like, let's do these funky like movements in between my partner's legs. Lady goes first, man will go second. And it was a lot of just edit up doing the legs and then they would move on to something else. And he was not doing like movements. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, why didn't she give him some? But I feel like it was kind of like the story that they were going for that like she was seducing him and he was trying like so I kind of got it in that aspect but then I felt like it made it seem like he couldn't quote unquote do it and like I just struggled with it a little bit but I really enjoyed the routine I was like I definitely felt the best connection between them and Edita looked breathtaking yeah I just watched her I probably should have watched the dance again but I didn't. Uh, Len makes a specific comment that I don't think Edita would have understood. So I'm going to translate it for her. Len said that Lawrence was doing too much walking, whereas in the dance, he needs to stalk like a panther. Edita, if you are listening. Of course she meant, is. What do you meant, mean, if? Edita, since you are listening, he meant a panthra. Stalk like a panthra. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Seven, five, seven, nineteen. That five hurt. I just, I just didn't watch him enough to be able to tell you anything. Well, I mean, I just like hearing seven, five, seven, like that. That just stung, you know. Yeah. I just, when I am blessed by getting to watch Edita do an Argentine tango, what am I supposed to do? Nothing but watch Edita. Correct. And that's what she did. All right. Katie has been teasing the fact that she is in love with someone now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's what we always knew was coming. It is Jules' husband, Ty Murray. And Chelsea Hightower. This man is a gift to all of us. He is so sweet with Chelsea. He is so genuine. He's so, like, stupidly charming where they talk in in his package in week three. They're talking about how he, like, is a good actor. And he's like, I mean, I'm no Robert De Niro. And it, it, I just... Gosh darn it, I love him so much. They do a foxtrot. Chelsea slips, I mean, bad. And they recover so well. He holds it together. He's completely composed. He gives her all the credit. And he's like, Chelsea gets me back on the beat. And we just keep going. It was a good routine. Good connection. He had great flow. Still a hair stiff. Still need a little bit more fluidity. But I don't even care. Because I love him that much. I knew from day one that this was going to happen. I, like, can't believe you did. Because you remembered... I absolutely knew. Because because you remembered his journey? Or because you just were like, it's a nobody and Katie will like him? I knew it because I knew his journey, and this is not to spoil, this is not to 
like give ideas of where he's yeah. going to end up. Yeah. But I knew he is like the fan favorite that people okay. love him. Yeah. I say that as though the top three aren't. I like, know, as though the others aren't there. Yeah. But but yeah. he, to me, it's like Ty and Lil Kim capture the hearts of America as well as yeah. the other three who. I mean, already have been scoring consistently higher than everybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now that both Lil Kim and Ty are dancing at a generally higher level, especially for Ty, it's like, well, here we are. So I, I knew, I knew you were going to be won over by him. I am. I did. I mean, week three, and I. Knew and you I... Did it. Am so won over by him, and I, I just—I knew you weren't going to expect it. I because like week one is so bad that you like still were like Ugh, week two like he's better, but whatever. And then I was like, and then she's going to fall. I'm not sure I expected it already. I felt so hard. Um. Meanwhile, I was more focused on who I believe to be America's newest sweetheart. I love Chelsea Hightower. I do too. And I feel like she really hasn't gotten that much like chance to show that much of a personality from her. And then in week four, especially like they've just done so well, like week two, how she was encouraging him to laugh it off. And then in this package, like I didn't really write much about it, but I think they were fine. And then next week, she's so sweet to him. Like it, she's just, she is America's next sweetheart, partnered with America's current sweetheart. I, the thing is, I think they just play so well off of each other that it helps. Yes. They're just a great partnership. To me, no dance that he's done so far, no movement looks particularly easy or natural on him. But I did like this. I think this is a sweet dance. It's really easy to root for him in this. Mm-hmm. And it scores a 23. Bruno gives it a 7. It otherwise gets 8s. The following week, luckily Ty gets a Lindy hop. Because I don't think the Argentine would have been good for him. No. And in their package, she is like, I just need to apologize to you for slipping. And he is just immediately like, do not apologize. That was not. And I just fell even more in love with him. For me, this Lindy Hop worked in fits and starts. There are a couple times that he just stands and like watches her while she dances. Um, His technique continues to be on and off. I just, he's getting there, and he is improving, which I appreciate. But he doesn't look supernatural to me. And so I I can't get on board with him in the way that you have. And I know I probably, there's part of me that thinks I never will. And that scares me. Because you're so on, you're so on board the train. You're so on board the bull, if you will. And I'm just like, am I going to get run over like a rodeo clown? I just feel like this Lindy Hop had so many wonderful moments to it. I did not think I would get emotional from a Lindy Hop, but here I found myself oh my nearly tearing oh up. Oh my god. 
I loved it. Such good energy. So joyful. So impressive. They seem to truly be having so much fun. It had like a dangerous energy to it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Katie, I came into this recording knowing that you had fallen for Ty. I was going to be like, okay, it'll be fine. I'm fine. The more you gush about him in this way, the more you're sending me on the path to anti-Ty. And I hate that I recognize that it's happening. And I hate that I am anti, if you will. Uh, And... I just, I, I just, I hate that this journey is happening for me. And I want, I, I'm trying to say it to try to head, head it off. At the I pass, know. But I'm because just like, I I'm feel ready like I have been so like kind to you this today. I feel like every time that I've like disagreed with you, I have just like taken a calming breath and been like, you know what? I think that Ty, I think that of course this will happen because anytime one of us loves someone or something, the other one has to somehow be anti it, even though we love each other and like are always supportive of each other's crazy obsessions but for whatever reason when it comes to this gd show it just turns into a blood blood bath when it comes to the contestants and i just you know what bring it on chris bring it on because even hearing you disparage his name and spew lies about his lindy hop and how horrible it was i know the truth and i know it was a gorgeous dance wait wait a second this is your jaunty savan <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> so pre-pod before we started recording, I told Chris, I need you to pick a certain contestant for your John T. Seven because, of course, they have to be chosen, and then I can pick someone else. And knowing that this is the moment that it just clicked for him that this is going to be my John T. Seven was glorious. Well, no, because there is an other option that I thought was, like, going to be the one... There's, yeah, I picked the other option. It was Ty. That's not at all what I meant. And you know it. You know it. This dance gets a 25, a 9, an 8, and an 8. I am, why am Underscored. I tur- <laughs> <laughs> Underscored. And I'm not even kidding. When I saw the first 9, I thought, let's go 27. And then Len gave it a 8, and I was like, screw you, Len. I don't think you dislike him as much as you're trying to make it out that you do right now. Actually, I, I think I'm I'm watching you be consumed with the rage that's making you dis. I'm watching. I you. know. I told you that's what's happening because yeah. I'm like he's fine. Oh well, but he's a lot when, better than fine. But yeah. No, he's not, and that's what's making me be like, okay, well then he's bad. He is who he said he was in week one. He showed us who he was. Moving along. Our next contestant. We better agree on, we better agree here. Oh, we do. We absolutely do. 
Moving along to Bachelor alum Melissa Rycroft and her partner Tony Davalani in week three performing a foxtrot. Okay, let's It's underscored. Just, it's underscored. It's underscored, and let's just say it. This is Tony's best partner. I'm glad to watch you in this pain. (laughs) You know what? This is Tony's best partner in terms of, in terms of how much they genuinely seem to really get along. Because Stacy loved him, but like not in this way, because Stacy was just such a like bubbly good girl personality, which like Melissa is too. But Melissa and him genuinely have such an easy, like brother sister relationship that I don't think he had with Stacy. I think this is Tony's best partnership, full stop. And I'm not just saying that to wound you, even though, like, I definitely am. You definitely are. I just don't know, like, in terms of dancing, I feel like I would almost have to watch, like, him and Melissa versus him and Stacey, like, back to back. Because I do, like, I think maybe Stacey is a little bit better of a dancer, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Melissa is stunning. The lines she makes, the way she dances through her moves. Yes. She just exudes this, like, grace as she dances. It's pure class. I love her. I really love watching her. I don't remember liking Melissa this much. And maybe it's because... Maybe it's because I was so rooting for Sean in All Stars... And I mean, I liked Melissa, but then, spoiler alert, when Melissa wins All-Stars, yeah, and that just set me into... A, a blind. It, 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 it's, I had a very bad week thereafter. Um, and so I think that just made me always be biased against Melissa in like a, she shouldn't have won that season, therefore boo Melissa. And watching this, I'm like, wow, I love her. But, like, genuine question, because I don't, we, we weren't watching All Stars together. Did we even talk about it at all, a little bit? No. Because I was is, in college. This is, this is. Oh, no, I wasn't. No. No, I wasn't. Yeah, this is, this is before our time. We weren't even because really talking about it. I don't know if you know this, but, like, I always was somewhat rooting for melissa like i have just always found her so endearing so charming so lovely and just so flippin genuine which is why i think she's maybe my favorite tony partner and like i i don't remember if i was rooting super hard for her in all stars but i remember feeling okay that she won but this Foxtrot. I I hate that anything you can say that feels like a light betrayal, like, oh yeah, I was okay that she won. I was, like, sort of rooting for her, and I'm, like, taking that as a personal attack on me, and I hate that that's the, that's now the place that I am with you, that I'm just so mad at you. Yeah. 
And it's funny because, like, I'm not really that mad at you, but I feel like it's normally that I am the one who's mad and you're the one who's a little bit more neutral. And so it's fun to be on this end of it where it's like, I am not mad at you at all. I'm just having a lovely conversation with a near and dear friend right now. I can, like, barely listen to you speak. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ouch. Okay, I found this foxtrot absolutely fabulous. I loved it, loved it, loved it. It was flowy. A lot of times with foxtrots, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but I call them big band moments where it's just, like, this really, like, overzealous, like, movement, and there was a lot of that, and I loved it. I thought they looked great in unison. It looked effortless to her. Great rhythm. Great connection between them. Absolutely loved it. It's underscored and it gets all nines. Yep. Their Lindy Hop. Incredible. Oh my god. Incredible. Like, it just doesn't even feel real how good it is. It is gorgeous. From beginning to end, it is gorgeous. Very trick-heavy. Um, it, it's, it's just so good. It was... She knows how to perform. She knows how to bring it. There was one lift that I almost thought Tony like dropped her. The one that she like, yeah, like uh, when she's going head first towards the floor and like catches and then goes under yes. his legs. I think that was choreographed that way, but it looks horrifying. It looks. Like, my, like, I watched it and went, oh, because I truly thought, because she does, like, a hand, like, a headstand, and he, like, lifts her, and she goes down, like you said. She is head first, and she's going fast. And then he catches her, and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Chuck was probably just devastated backstage. He was feeling traumatized. Yes, absolutely traumatized. PTSD up the wazoo. This... Lindy Hop is so jam-packed. There is so much content. And my favorite thing, there are so many lifts and tricks, but there is so much dancing in between them. There is dancing coming right out of the lifts. There's dancing right before. I mean, there is so much happening. This dance is underscored, and it scores a 29. Len gives Mm -hmm. it a 9, and it is underscored. Uh, Could not agree more. Carrie Ann says, best choreography I've ever seen from Tony. And she is notoriously a little tough on Tony. Yes. It's so good. And like you said, like, the fact that they get out of a lift and almost immediately begin dancing on the beat, like, it's it's so impressive. It is so, so, so impressive. Can I say something that I recognize? I was getting mad at you for saying something similar to this not minutes ago and so i'm going to say something and i know it's going to make me sound like a hypocrite but whatever yeah through four weeks of this competition there's a part of me that says wow i hate that melissa's not gonna win it does feel okay so i don't know it feels like a two-horse race it it kind of feels insane that she is not, like, it genuinely, I, like, am, in watching this and four weeks in, I am like, how does she pull off the W? Because she feels like the third place finisher. Yes. 
a great third place finisher, but she doesn't. I mean, it really, it doesn't feel like it's Melissa's season because Jill exists, but like, it kind of feels like it's Melissa's season. Well, it won't be. Okay. Next up. I, I don't know about you. There's part of me that like would be okay with speeding through this person. Yeah. Same. I mean, I find him very, like, charming and enjoyable, but there's just not a lot to say. Okay. Because I I was afraid that you were still very much, like, sympathizing into him. Okay, not to be, not to bring this up, but because I have Ty, I am less, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, hey, I'm not mad at you for saying you have Ty. Okay. That's okay. Well, that's at this point that's well established, and we're not going to fight again until the jaunty Savan, and yep. that'll be fine. Um, and maybe Steve- I change my answer. Maybe I change my answer because I technically kind of got to say it earlier, and so maybe I'll throw you for a loop, and maybe I'll pick somebody else. Well, Stevo and Lacey are up next, and they will not be getting a jaunty Savan today. Uh, no. Their foxtrot um, felt more like a waltz. He's dipping so far down to get rise and fall in this. Yeah. It just didn't, it just didn't quite work. His timing definitely got off. To me, it was good, not great. I wanted more lightness to it. And maybe it's like you were saying, because he had to bend so far, it made him feel heavy. I don't know. It just, it, it didn't really feel like a foxtrot to me. And then he's just too rigid. It, like, yeah, it, there's no flow to it. I I do not know what to make of him. I mean, I find him enjoyable, and I do find him charming and sympathetic, and all of those things. But it just—he really doesn't seem like he's improving. And I don't think the choreography is getting more challenging because it'd be one thing if he was maybe not improving, but he was giving us more. But it feels like he's giving us the same uh, little amount of content and he's not doing it very well. It's just not, I've said it before. I think you've said it before. There are just some people who who can't get it. And unfortunately, he does not have the tools he needs to get, get these dances. And I really don't think that his health journey is helping him. I, I mean, no. it's sort of like a, he might be doing better if he hadn't gotten injured a couple weeks ago and since then, I mean, he's still struggling with his back. He's Mm -hmm. still, it's, it's just kind of like, uh, unfortunately he picked the worst time for him to be on the show and it's just gotten worse. So that's why it's like, I don't know what to make of him because he's just, he's being hindered right now by factors outside of his control, but it means that I'm ready to be gone with Stevie. He definitely, like, at the end of the dance, he looked visibly in pain. Yeah. All fives, 15. His timing, he he does a Lindy hop in week four. His timing felt off. His legs didn't match what everyone else had done. The routine did feel easy compared to others. And he seemed to just be waiting for Lacey and not really dancing on his own. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just not, none of it's ideal. None of it's good. Um, Can I say something a little harsh towards Lacey? Yeah. 
two seasons in, I really don't think Lacey does any favors with the music that she chooses for a lot of these dances because they mm-hmm. don't inherently feel like the style of dance most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, this one is so, like, rocky. Uh, rock-esque, not Rocky the movies. I, I, like, um, <laughs> because the Lindy Hop, I, I mean, the other Lindy Hops we get are mostly, like, 50s music. Yeah. Uh, very sock hop, whatever. And then you have this, which feels rock and roll. And how, and it's styled in that way as well. How is that going to feel like a Lindy hop? Because then I'm not only questioning like, oh, well, this really doesn't feel in style, which isn't necessarily his fault, but I'm like, well, it's not in style. And then I'm also going to nitpick other things. It's like she's starting from negative one. Yeah. And hopefully she'll learn. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all for trying to infuse your like modern style into this, but that's never going to benefit your partners. I agree. It can with some partners. Like I think, I think Lance could do it better than Steve-O's doing Lance it. Lance could do it better than Steve-O's doing it, but a lot of times we were mad about Lance not oh, yeah. really doing the styles of dances. Yeah. Think about their West Coast swing when they did not swing at all. Yeah. Once again, all fives, 15. Okay. Gilles and Cheryl Motherfork and Burke. That woman. I will talk about her in a minute. In week three, they perform a samba. Have to imagine it'll be pretty sexy, right? We've been gearing up for this. Um, In the package, his mom came, and that was cute. And I have a question for you, Chris. We Is dedicating a samba to his mom better or worse than dedicating a rumba to a deceased grandparent? Katie, of course it is better. Because... A samba doesn't have to be sexy. A samba is a party. Yeah. So, dancing the bedroom dance for your deceased grandparent... Feels worse. Feels a little strange. Okay. Uh, no, I think he brings the party. He can shake. It's it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. I love the way that he hits his moves, but, like, glides in and out of them. So that it's not just, like, I have to go boom and make a picture and then go away. He, like, gets into it and still hits it enough that you can see the hit and then dances out of it. It's just, it's really great. It was a great routine. It was flashy, shimmies galore, sizzling in red. It was just impressive it was fun but she's it in like felt... pink and i don't they, they oh i know cla- they vaguely clash and i don't like they it. absolutely clash and i literally was like as i took in their costume i thought chris is not going to like this um it felt it's interesting because you talk about like the flowing into movements and things like that it felt a hair too precise to me and maybe that's too nitpicky of me, but I maybe wanted it to feel not as precise for a samba. 
but a very impressive routine. It's incredibly well done. I mean, he really is just such a good natural dancer. And maybe it's not natural. I mean, maybe this is just all Cheryl, but like, it really feels like there is nothing he cannot do. Mm-hmm. This dance scores all nines. Great job. Good effort. I, I mean, I like what you say. There's nothing he can't do. And now we move to an iconic dance. It is one of the best Argentine tangos the show's ever seen. Ever. Ever. The first time we ever see Argentine tangos. And that woman gives us the one of the best routines ever. I mean, Cheryl... Mother Burke, take a bow, because I could not take my eyes off of her. Uh, I mean, this Argentine tango is a gesamtkunstwerk. It is, everything comes together perfectly. Yes. The music is so well performed and it's so well arranged that you get slow moments, you get the modulation fast moment. Yes. Um, the lighting, the lighting follows what they're doing and when that tempo change happens they change the lights which is so cool um the way the cameras were directed and the camera blocking is done so perfectly that you get that stuff and then you have the choreography and the performances they are so connected i mean the the choreography of like the we're gonna kick our leg through the other persons and do like this and we're going to do it slowly and we're going to have this seductive moment and then it it's never a particularly big dance where there's a lot of like i'm going to throw cheryl up and we're going to do these like movements it's also contained but that makes it feel more intimate and it makes it feel more immediate so that when you get that ending it's so cool. I mean, like I said, this is apples and oranges to Lil Kim's Argentine. Yes. Because that one is one about we're going to do like a big move where she flies out and we do mm-hmm. this. This one is right up in each other's faces. And my goodness. It's so good. It is so stupidly good. I I mean, I have no notes. You have summed it up perfectly. The connection between the two of them is unlike anything the show has seen. I know this is going to be a surprise. It's the first perfect 30 of the season. And it's underscored. <laughs> now, do I kind of wish that it wasn't the first perfect 30 of the season? Because I think... Melissa should have gotten two already, but yes, it's okay. It's it's okay. It, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's so good. We're gonna have to like put a link to it so people can watch it because it is so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now finally, Sean Johnson is last. Uh, she and her partner Mark dance a foxtrot in week three. It's so hard to follow up talking about that Gilles Argentine. I know, I know. Because, like, I liked this Foxtrot. I think it's really tasteful. I think it's smooth. Yes. I think It she... made me emotional. Yeah. She does a very good job. And she performs more to me. Mm-hmm. 
It feels like her first, like, performance, almost. Like, the first two dances were great, obviously, but it just, it feels like she pushed it further in this one. Um, They look incredible together. Fabulous connection. Great flow. Great fluidity. Just a very well-done classic foxtrot. Like, there wasn't really anything that, like, jumped out or, like, stuck with me necessarily in terms of, like, a flashy movement or anything like that. But, like, it is just a good and proper connected foxtrot. Yeah. And it scores all nines. It ties her for first on the ninth. And she's so happy when she gets them. I felt so emotional watching her just, like, jump with joy. And then week four, Sean dances a Lindy Hop. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at Mark compared to Sean dancing this. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's all you need to know. Yeah, it was a very difficult routine, like a very difficult Lindy Hop, and obviously their tricks looked really good. Um, she genuinely looked like she was having fun, but I almost felt like she was clipping some of her dance movements, and I think that absolutely shows in your comparison with Mark, um... I needed her to extend more, but like, because it was such a hard routine, I was still so impressed that she got through it as well as she did. It was just one of those cases where she's sticking her poses and she's not dancing through them. Yep. Yep. So everything needs to be bigger. It was good, but... And it's just hard because she ends the night, like, we literally go from Shield's perfect dance to this, and, like, anything after Shield is going to feel sort of like a letdown. The only thing that wouldn't have been a letdown would have been Melissa's Lindy Hop. Melissa's, yeah. As is, this is a 25 out of 30, 889. Drops her down to, like, quote-unquote middle of the pack. I can't wait to hear about that next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, God forbid, she's tied with Ty. And that brings us to our conclusion. So first up, let's do the non-contentious one. Yeah. Uh, we are going to have our last dance-off next week. Yeah. Who are, you, who are you putting in the dance-off in week five? Steve-O. Who, for the record, was in the bottom three when we did our yes. double elimination, for what it's worth. I mean, emotionally, I'm putting Steve-O and Chuck. I feel like I could see it being, like, Steve-O and Lawrence, maybe, but I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So who are you eliminating from that dance-off? Steve-O. Okay, great. And then finally, who are you eliminating in week six? I feel like I've got to eliminate... Oh, no, Chuck. Chuck. I've got to eliminate Chuck. I almost said Lawrence, but I'm eliminating Chuck well before Lawrence. Okay. Who are you I... eliminating? I mean... I eliminate Steve-O, and I eliminate Chuck as well. Yeah. And now, I'm going to give my jaunty Seven first, because I'm going to force the issue. Oh, no. Melissa and Tony, all the way. It's not even close. I refuse to do what you told me to do and, and not go with who I believe should have had 60 points within these two weeks. 
I will not give up my principles. I will not pick Gilles just because you want to pick someone who I think is okay. You can pick him. You're welcome to it. Well, no, because after we had talked, I was like, okay, Chris is bringing up a lot of good points. I should probably pick Melissa and I'll be fine to do so because he's going to pick Gilles because he has to do everything I tell him to do. And I'm not picking Gilles. Okay, then then say it. Who is your John T. Seven going to? Melissa and Tony. Okay. If you are feeling more positive about the two of us than we are, please make sure you give us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also subscribe to us, find us on any podcatcher, and of course, recommend it to your friends. If you want to interact with us, you can tweet us at jmppod. You can find us on Instagram at jmp.pod. And you can find us on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. You can interact with our posts and you can tell us about how fabulous Melissa Rycroft is. Katie, I know emotions have been high today. And I'm going to say the thing that I feel most comfortable saying today. Katie, I hear you and I see you. Chris, I love you and I like you. And please stay tuned for an all new episode of Castle coming up next. Do, 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 do.